Welcome to the Tech Inclusion Podcast, featuring voices of inclusive innovation, hosted by Juliet Roy. Thank you for being with us. Can you introduce yourself, tell us your name, and explain what is your role at your company? Yeah, so uh, I'm Marco Rogers. I'm an engineering manager at Clover Health. Clover Health is a technology and healthcare insurance startup. So I'm one of the managers of the engineering team there. We've been growing really rapidly. We're about 200 people in this office in SF. I've been an engineer for 12 plus years and engineering manager for several years now. Can you talk a little bit more about your engineering background or actually what do you do on a day-to-day basis? Yeah, for sure. So my technical background is mostly in web applications, particularly in front-end applications, you know, JavaScript, HTML, CSS, building out kind of complex UIs. And I did that for a long time, previous jobs. And at some point, I kind of moved over to the management side for a few reasons where I wanted to kind of build a team and then try to impart the stuff that I feel like I had learned over my career, and then really figure out what it took to build a team that was really productive and that worked well together, uh, and that ideally was diverse, right? Like I wanted to hire people who look like me. We're trying to grow pretty quickly, and so I'm directly responsible for finding people, sourcing them in, and ideally evaluating them and, and bringing them onto the team. Well, that's actually a great introduction to my next question, which is what are some of the biggest challenges you would say you are facing in creating a more inclusive and diverse workplace? This is a really good question. Uh, It's something that has been on my mind from the beginning is how do we create a diverse team and an inclusive workplace. The things that I feel like are top of mind for me today is when you go to look for diverse candidates, right? If you're looking for people of color, You know, if you want to be open to people who are disabled or have some kind of challenge. Unfortunately, and particularly in this area, I guess, you'll find that it's difficult to find people who are more experienced and senior in that area because this is not an issue about them being qualified and more an issue about the fact that they haven't been given an opportunity, right? In the same way we're talking about diversity, they're not here. And so how have they gotten that experience? And so they tend to be less experienced. So the first challenge that I had was trying to get people to open up to the idea that this team was going to have people from different levels of experience. You talk to a lot of startups, they really like to hit on this thing where they're like, we hire the most senior people. I kind of bought into that for a little while until I was like, "Mm, doesn't that mean we're going to be hiring the same people all the time, (laughs) right? Like, when do we actually grow people into senior people? Like, you know, when do we start to invest in that? And so I pushed that up pretty hard until I was able to say, we're going to bring on people who maybe have less experience or are just starting out. And then the challenge you run into immediately after that is you have to train these people. Like, you are not going to stop being a fast-paced, dynamic company that's growing quickly and that needs people to move quickly just because these people have to learn. And so you really have to create a program for them to grow. You have to create an environment where they get mentored and trained and things. And so I work a lot on that. Like, what does that look like, right? And what I'm finding out is that we as an industry, as the technology industry, we're not so good at training people, right? Like, there's not a lot of, like, just really good resources out there for getting people up to speed quickly with all the things that we expect them to be able to do as engineers. So I work on that a lot, too. It ties well with my next question, which is what concrete solution would you like to see implemented in the near future in your company? Yeah, so the initiative that we're actually working on right now is more of an established program for bringing in entry-level hires. Like, there's a lot of orgs that are popping up that are focused on finding people from diverse backgrounds and giving them that kind of initial start and bringing it into the tech industry and introducing them to technology 
trying to insert them into the job market, right? And sending them to places and teaching them how to interview and things. And that's really great. Like we work with organizations like Code 2040 and things. So we're getting these candidates. And then I feel pretty strongly that the other part of this equation is that these startup companies like mine need to invest in these people, right? Need to create an environment where they can come in, but that has to be explicit. Like there's work to do there. You can't just drop them in, right? Like, you know, the likelihood that they're going to succeed, for anybody to succeed, and it has nothing to do with diversity, is going to be pretty low. If they need training, if they need mentorship, if they need growth, but you don't have time to provide that for them, you're not setting them up for success for sure. So the next initiative I want to see is like a deliberate program for us to say, we have these positions open for people who are just starting out. We're going to actively bring you in and teach you the things that we need you to know and that the company is going to expend those resources to make sure that it happens. You know, we're going to pair you with mentors on the team and people who are actually doing real engineering work and not just kind of off in the corner with your own projects. And we're going to dive into what is it you need to know technically, right? Like if you don't know Python really well or Python shop, like we're going to teach you how to do Python better. We're going to teach you how to create APIs. We're going to teach you about data modeling, right? Like the things that we evaluate people on when they come to interview, those are the things that we need them to know. And it's like, okay, if you're starting with someone who's just really fresh, and they're hungry and they want to know that stuff, would you teach them, would you grow them and then have them turn into a really great productive employee? So that's what I want to see. I want to see us invest in that. And I want to see more companies invest in that as well. So what are the most exciting changes that you've noticed in terms of diversity and inclusion in the tech industry? That's a really good question. So I've seen this movement grow up over the last maybe four or five years. And before that, it wasn't even really a conversation, right? I remember when the conversation started and I was really surprised, like, oh, like, oh, we now get to talk about the fact that like, nobody looks like me when I go to these places. And I've seen that conversation grow and change a lot. And I remember we started talking about diversity and we talked to people about what that was and why it was important. And then eventually like, we had to pair that with inclusion as the other side of that coin. And I just got done talking about this here at Tech Inclusion where it's a culture problem that we also have to solve, right? Like you can't just bring these people in if you don't have the place where they're gonna be welcome and feel valued. And so we're doing that work. And the thing that I feel like is happening now is we understand diversity and ideally people have bought into the fact that it's important, but now we're talking about how you do that, right? We're talking about how you achieve diverse workforce by how do you find people, how do you bring them in, how do you make them successful, and then how do you actually make them feel welcome and how do you actually get them to stick, right? Like diversity, what I say to people is if diversity is your kind of recruiting and hiring challenge, then inclusion becomes your retention challenge, right? If you get them in the door, how do you get them to stay? And so what I see developing is that the conversation around diversity and inclusion is getting more nuanced and getting more concrete, right? Like what does it mean to be successful at this? What kind of actual concrete activities should we be doing? And be able to share that with the community and have more people kind of take part in that. Because I think what's been happening the last several years is people getting the message and then going, ah, okay, what do I do? (laughs) You know what I mean? What does it actually look like to start to engage with these issues? So uh, I'm really excited to see the conversation shifting towards action. Yeah, and I don't think they're very easy issues to engage. I don't think people have the skills, the tools to really have this conversation where everyone feels in a safe place to have this conversation. Yeah, absolutely. It's a really hard topic. And I think there's definitely a point where we've created a lot of pressure for people to engage. But if we don't also provide resources, if we don't also provide help, 
we're going to be disappointed if we have really high expectations but don't help people we're going to be disappointed we're setting ourselves up for failure if we do that the people who really want to see this happen and so like i said it's important to move from kind of that pressure to engage to here's what i need you to do or here's what we think is going to work or here's what we would like to see from you or your company and i think we're getting there we're getting there and so i'm hoping to see good things uh, over the next few years What would you recommend to people interested in joining the tech industry? What I'll say is that this conversation, this discussion that we're having around diversity and inclusion is creating opportunities for people to get involved with tech. Whereas before it was very hard, like, you know, there's a whole conversation around how it was a bit elitist. You had to have the right background or credentials. You had to been, you know, been coding since you were like 13 or something, right? Like, I think we're opening up a lot of those barriers and being able to see a wider range of people as being technology people. But there's still a big challenge in terms of like acquiring the right kind of skills and matching that to the right kind of company. It's tough, right? Like I talked to lots of people and what we talk about is, you know, I want to break into tech, but it's not really tech, right? It's like people who are building web applications for consumers. It's people who are building native mobile applications for like complex hardware systems, right? Like there's such a wide space there. And I would like for us to be kind of like working more to develop tracks that people can go on that lead them to the right kinds of opportunities. It's like, oh, I like learned some Python and I did some some JavaScript. So like, can I get a job now? And it's like, you maybe, but you know, we kind of have to take it that next step to say like, what are you interested in? And those companies that you're interested in, what do they need from you? Because like, you can start with a baseline, but every company kind of has their own interesting and unique things they're going to need you to engage with. And like I said, they're going to expect you to get up to speed really, really quickly. And, you know, it's not that the information is not out there, the training is not out there. What I want to do is reflect back to people, what are companies looking for? We talk about technologies a lot. Like, do you know Python, right? But what is the company looking for? Because when you go to interview with them, they're going to ask you about way more than just like, do you know Python? Like, mm -hmm. they have a lot of activities that get to like shipping their product, uh, whatever it is. And I want companies to be much more transparent about that. Like, what is it that we're looking for? What are the skills? What are we going to ask you about? And there's a lot of conversations here at Tech Inclusion about the fact that a lot of companies don't know. <laughs> When you go to interview with them, the things that they ask you are kind of all over the place and don't necessarily map to what you are going to do if they were to give you the job, right? And so I think we as technology companies need to engage with that. Do we even know how to create the people that we want to hire by telling them, like, here's what I need you to learn. And so I've been working on that with various people too. I also feel like people seem like they're just looking at if you have the skills and they're not looking at what's your potential. No, absolutely. I think it makes a lot of sense. There's this thing where, like you said, you're evaluating people for the skills that they have. And you're trying to say, okay, do you have the skills to do what I need you to do today? But every company that I've ever been at, really, and I think this is so much more prevalent in startup companies that have to move really quickly, the first six months, you learn a bunch of stuff that you haven't ever seen before. You know what I mean? Like whatever skills we were evaluating, like that was just a start. What I really need you to do is come in and figure out what we need and then learn that. <laughs> you know, if you don't know it today, like I want you to pick it up. And so potential and like ability to learn, right? Like that learner's mindset is so much more important. That's not what we evaluate on in, the, in so many instances. I think you're absolutely right about that. So my last question is, do you have a personal story you would like to share about diversity? 
So here's one. So I moved to the Bay Area about five years ago, and this was my first introduction into kind of startup culture, right? I was working in D.C. back in the East Coast, and, and it was much more kind of traditional and kind of corporate structure and that kind of thing. It wasn't completely different, but there are definitely things about startup culture that I was surprised by. But when I came out here to interview, they were trying to recruit me pretty hard. They like flew me out and did the whole dance when I came into interview. But one thing that was in my mind as a black man who's been in tech for a long time, I don't expect to see people who look like me very often. Like that's just a thing that until very recently when this kind of conversation started and, and more people who looked like me started to gravitate towards tech, like I just didn't expect to see it. And I didn't expect to see it when I came to interview. But somehow the first person that I sat down with was not only a black man, like he was mixed heritage, but, you know, a person of color. And then he also had dreadlocks. You can't see it on the audio here, but, you know, he had locks like me. And I literally thought someone was like messing with me. Right. I was like, this ain't normal. Right. Like they went and found this guy and they sent him in to like try to recruit me. Like that's how bad it was. That's how much I was not expecting to see that and how it felt strange based on like my whole history with this industry. It turns out it was legitimate and he's actually like a good friend of mine now. He swears that they didn't make him come and interview with me. But I think that story from like five years ago versus the experiences that I see people have today, it just shows so much progress, you know? Like I was in a room today full of people of color, people who look like me, who are interested and engaged in tech and, and, and ideally gonna go out and work at these companies. And there might be a time when I walk into my company and like, it doesn't feel strange, right? Like I'm not looking around and going, oh, I see some people who look like me, but that is a thing that I expect. And I think that's kind of a big deal. Like, like that's really huge to me. And I think what we're trying to do is impress upon everybody how big a deal it is to feel like you are welcome and represented here. So I, I don't know if that kind of qualifies as your personal story, but that's the thing that kind of crops up for me. I think it does. Well, thank you so much, Marco, for your time. It was a pleasure like talking to you. Absolutely. This is great. If you like what you heard, please visit changecatalyst.co slash podcast to learn from more leaders and entrepreneurs making a difference in building a more inclusive world. Thank you for listening.